the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Welcome to the interview with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by AndrewandTodd.com. Andrew and Todd are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They help you with all your real estate lending needs. If you're refinancing your home, if you're buying a new home, if you're a senior who wants a reverse mortgage, if you're a veteran who doesn't want to put any money down, whatever it is, if you're in the private real estate market for yourself, and maybe you want an investment property, try AndrewandTodd.com or call 888-888-1172. Now on to the interview with Hugh Hewitt. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The interview today with Hugh Hewitt is actually a double tag team. It's former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, former United States Secretary of State and member of Congress from Kansas, Mike Pompeo. Together they are going to co-chair the Republican National Trust on redistricting. It's always fun to talk redistricting that can be as dry as dust, though. So good morning, gentlemen. Good to have you. I got to ask a couple of interesting questions before we, like, scare the audience away, though. So, uh, Governor Christie, I'll go with you first. Do you agree with me that the next time you two are going to be on a stage together, it's probably going to be a presidential debate, and I hope I'm moderating it? Well, I don't know about that, you, but what I'll tell you is anytime I'm on a stage or any place else with Mike Pompeo, I know I'm going to hear smart, tough, logical talk, and that's why I agreed to pair with him on this, because if we have smart, tough, logical talk that leads to fair maps that are constitutional, the Republicans will be in the House majority in 2023. Now, we got plenty of time. Secretary Pompeo, you just heard Governor Christie do the politician thing and avoid the question. Do you think the next time you two will be together will be a debate stage on, say, New Hampshire or Iowa? Yeah, good morning. What what Governor Christie just did there was the thing that matters to America. He uh, he and I both understand that we're our first chance to take a real swing at making sure that Joe Biden can't continue the debacle that we've seen over these last nine months comes. And shoot, there'll be people voting in just 12 months, you, in 2022. We've got to make sure that we have a set of maps that allow Republicans to compete fairly. And so I'm, I'm confident he and I will be on stages for uh, a lot of time between now and November of 2022, helping candidates be successful. And then We'll all see what happens. Governor Christie led New Jersey in a way that was important for the people of New Jersey. He did great work. He continues to carry forward the Republican cause. The mission's important. We're going to get this done together. Message discipline among Republicans. I love that. Uh, Governor Christie, how's uh, Frankie Lindor waking up, uh, working out for you? Ahmed Rosario's batting 279 with 10 home runs and 51 ribbies. Uh, him, and his, him and his is doing well at shortstop. What do you, how's that Frankie deal looking? I think, Hugh, it's going to work out great for the Mets in the long term, the same way Mike and I are hoping that these maps work out for 10 years for Republicans. And so I have a long-term view on redistricting. I have a long-term view on the New York Mets. And as a Cleveland Indian fan, you know what long-term means in baseball. So, uh, you know, we're doing just fine. Well, can you at least assure me that you'll do better in redistricting than the Jets will do at First Energy this year? I mean, the Jets are not really not in the game. You've got to be in the game on the redistrict. Now get to the redistricting. I can I can assure you that we'll do better than that. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Now, and, uh, Mike, and, Mike and Pompeo. Just, and just for the record, Hugh, Army's 3-0. and 
least that well. All right, let's talk about the problem here. You two rolled out with Rona McDaniel a redistricting trust. Eric Holder's been doing this for five years. How do you catch up? Let's start with you, Secretary Pompeo. You're both very smart lawyers. Uh, Eric Holder's no dummy either. You got to catch up. You're behind. What are you going to do to make sure these redistricting commissions actually deliver real good maps? You, you, you nailed the problem set. We, we had largely abandoned the field. There wasn't a concrete, serious effort on our side with leaders who were prepared to do the right thing. In so many cases, we just abandoned the field in this competition about how maps were going to be drawn across America. And we allowed that organization that's run by President Obama and Eric Holder to, to run roughshod over us. Our legislators were often fearful of engaging in the fight. And Governor Christie and I's mission set is to provide them the resources, the, the intellectual firepower, the money that they may need, and the audacity that we know must take place to make sure that the voters get a fair shot at this thing. We're, we're going to catch up. This is a long-term project. We will make real progress here in 2022. The Democrats are going to sue. Every state legislator across the country needs to know that they're, if they fight for fair maps for their people, the Democrats will just sue until they get what they want. We need to be prepared to confront them in every state where this happens. Uh, Governor Christie, we've been outlawed, and I mean not merely outlawed, but left in a barrel outlawed uh, in almost every redistricting challenge. A lot of that is because we keep hiring the same lawyers. Are you and the secretary going to oversee the legal team that takes on the challenges that must be brought? Because the Supreme Court actually will stand by any map that is fairly produced. Yeah, that's our goal. Our goal is to make sure that each of these states has the resources that are necessary, as uh, as the secretary said, both uh, financial and intellectual, to make sure that we make the best arguments. But it also starts you with giving them the resources they need to make the best maps to begin with. And the best maps are not ones that favor either party, but ones that are fair and are constitutional. And if we start from that point, it gives our lawyers a better map to defend. And that's what we need to do. So it's a two-step process. It's one, make sure the maps are fair and constitutional off the bat. We do our job that way. Because if we do, by the way, that helps Republicans. Secondly, um, we make sure that we have the firepower necessary, intellectual and financial, to defend it when the Obama Holder team decides to try to sue their way to gerrymandering to keep Nancy Pelosi as speaker. Um, and, and the third thing, and, and, and Mike put this really well, you know, we haven't had anybody out there who are willing rhetorically to take Obama and hold her on on this fight to set the rules. Um, and, and that's why we've come together. Uh, we're ready to do that. We're ready to take them on frontally and make sure that our state legislators have uh, all the support they need to do the right thing. Well, this, this is important because gerrymandering is a cudgel wielded by the legacy media to beat up Republicans. But Mike Pompeo, what the New Yorkers are planning to do is toss out the so-called independent commission map and immediately roll the Democrats in the traditional constitutional fashion. Roll the party that's out of power by the party in power. They're going to do it in Illinois as well. They're going to do it wherever there's an independent redistricting commission like California. They don't like the results. They're just going to roll them. Are you going to challenge the rolling of the independent commissions or are you going to challenge the existence of the independent commissions or both? You, I, I'm confident we will do both. Each state will have its own. You just described three very different situations. Uh, uh, we're tracking one in Oregon, too, where the Democrats have already welched on the, the deal that they had made about how that was going to move forward. So every state will have its own situation. You, you've been watching this. You, you know the legal issues around this. These commissions have turned out to be 
in almost every case a, a fraud. The Democrats use it either if they've got the numbers to, to roll it, or if not, they just put the commission or kick it out or submit a map, disconnect it from the commission. It's not about the commission. I want state elected officials all across the country. Now, the Democrats aren't going to respect process. They're not going to respect fairness. They're not going to do this right. Know that this is a fight. Know that Obama and Holder are leading this fight, and they're well-funded by progressives on the left. We have to match that firepower and that capability. And whether it's a commission in a place like New York or in a place like uh, Illinois or a, a more straightforward political process, we have to present good maps that have been based on data and science and the census data, fight for those maps, defend them, and then when they need support, make sure that they know that there are those of us out there that are prepared to provide it to them so we can successfully make sure that in November of 22, we've got fair maps. So when we do, conservative voters all across the country are going to elect good conservative leaders, and we won't have Speaker Pelosi in control of the House of Representatives any longer. All right, now, this is a pretty difficult legal question, Governor Christie. I personally believe the commissions are all unconstitutional, that the Constitution intended the state legislatures to draw the districts. But what I really hate is heads we win, tails you lose stuff, which is where Arizona packed the commission, got the maps they wanted 10 years ago, and they favored the Democrats. Now they're going to get maps in New York and Illinois, and the Democrats are going to throw them out. The Republicans would never dare do this because legacy media will crush them. Will you? And the Supreme Court may have even hinted at one point that the commission idea may be unconstitutional. Do you expect a facial challenge to the idea of a commission taking away the authority of the state legislature? Well, look, I think each individual state's going to make their judgment on that. I don't think that's a decision that Mike and I will make, but I will tell you this. I do think that um, when you look at the Constitution, uh, what our founders intended was for state legislatures to make these decisions. Um, And the delegation of that authority is something that many, including you, believe is questionable. And if those commissions act in a way that is clearly partisan, clearly moves towards gerrymandered maps, I think it'll make the legal argument for our team a much easier one to make. Again, our job isn't to make the legal decisions for the individual states, but once they make those decisions, we hope they make them with our advice and then ultimately with our support to make sure they're successful. Secretary Pompeo, what do you do about a legacy media? I bet you, I haven't done the work yet, but I bet if I ran a Google search on gerrymandering that I would find, and I found 100 stories, 99 of them would be attacks on Republicans for doing it. Maybe one would point out Illinois, New York, Massachusetts. What do you do about leveling the playing field of just the coverage of this process? Hugh, it's a, it's a mess. Certainly you've seen this not just on this issue, but others. You were pretty generous to think you could find that one story. Mm-hmm. Supported the Republican effort. Uh, good luck finding it. It is. It's a real challenge. It's a challenge for all of us. But it's one of the reasons that I think when Governor Christie and I were approached and asked to do this, that we wanted to take this on. We we have a place where we can make the case, and we will we will be doing not just shows like yours, but we're going to we're going to talk all across the country about why this matters, not just to Republicans, but to every American, to make sure that we get this right, that this redistricting process isn't used in a way that locks in power for a party in a way that's disconnected from how the voters are thinking about who they want as their leaders. It's our job. We can't be victims. The, the, the media is what it is today. We've, we've got to confront that, take it on. We've got to make the case to the American people. And I'm, I'm confident that Governor Christie and I can be an important part of doing that. Yeah, this is a great thing. I, th- I want to thank the chairwoman for doing it, because to get a couple of media bigs to go out and work together on this, 
Could she add to your agenda, Governor Christie, the, the killing off, the strangulation of the Presidential Debate Commission, which is a rogue body that ought not to exist and that distorts debates every step of the way? You advised President Trump on how to make it work. It didn't work. What do you think? Can you add that to the agenda of the of the Pompeo Christie Commission and try and kill that beast in the cradle? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, once Mike and I show how successful you can be if you are willing to have the guts to stand up and call Obama and hold her out on what they've been doing uh, to this issue over the course of time, my congressional redistricting. If Ronna wants us to take that on as well, uh, I'm sure Mike and I will be willing to step up to the challenge. Because in the end, what this is about is getting the information and the opportunity to voters for them to have fair elections, elections that represent the will of the people. Um, and whether that's at the congressional level or the presidential level and everything that surrounds it, that's something that we're for because we know that if there's a fair and open process on redistricting and there is an open process that allows for the free exchange of ideas, that Republicans are going to do better than Democrats because our ideas are better. Secretary Pompeo, this is delicate. Are you going to talk to people, for example, Greg Abbott in Texas is going to be running for re-election even as redistricting gets underway, as will Governor DeWine in Ohio. They're getting beaten up by the local media about redistricting at the same time. Are you going to sit down with the governors of states where redistricting is underway as well as re-election and counsel with them before addressing their state's processes? I, I have no doubt that we're going to talk to um, all of those leadership it's important. This isn't about one election. Governor Christie hinted at this when he began. This is a, this is a long-term. This, right, these maps last for a long time. We talk about the congressional maps. Don't forget there's state maps being drawn, too, for every state house seat. You know, we ended up with a, a Democrat governor because Kansas got this wrong uh, 10 years ago. Uh, someone gets to be a state rep and then a state senator. The next thing you know, they're the governor. And shoot, sometimes they become the secretary of HHS and they put Obamacare on the nation. Uh, th- these are important matters. We need every elected official, whether they are running or not, to be serious about making sure they get a fair set of maps that reflect what the people in their state want. I hope I hope no politician will take this as their own personal mission to uh, make sure that they're okay and that the media doesn't beat them up. This is a this is bigger than any one of us. It's why Governor Christie and I are working so closely together on this. This is about the future of these states and our country, and it's really important we get it right. Uh, governor Christie, you've run for governor before. Uh... Greg Abbott's going to probably get a challenge from Matthew McConaughey. What do you think about running against a celebrity? Look, running against a celebrity is never going to be fun or easy. But what we've seen in American politics is that most of the time, with a few notable exceptions here, most of the time, um, the celebrity doesn't last. And the reason they don't is because they're not ready to confront the issues like someone like Governor Abbott has done over his time in office. So, You know, Matthew McConaughey decides to jump into the race. If that's his call, that's fine. But believe me, you don't get to say cut in politics and do it over. (laughs) Um, Everybody gets to see what happens. It doesn't get dropped onto the editing room floor when you make a mistake. And when those things happen, Greg Abbott will make sure that the public in Texas sees both his great performance as governor and all of Matthew McConaughey's mistakes. And when that contrast is made, the voters in Texas will return Greg Abbott to office, I'm confident. Uh, now, Secretary Pompeo, the Redistricting Trust, the National Republican Redistricting Trust, NRRT, are they raising money or are you two just doing uh, uh, the old uh, go out on the road and, and talk about it thing? Are they actually raising money to hire lawyers and, and lawyer up? 
oh, here, this is real. We, we have a team already. There's an executive director. There's a, a team of lawyers already working on this. We are working diligently to raise the resources and money that we need. I, I'm, I'm confident that we will have that. So, no, there'll be they'll not only be Governor Christie and I out making the case for why this matters and how uh, Republican elected officials should be bold and daring and prepared to confront the Democrats, but they'll have the money, the legal teams that they need to do the hard work, the complex litigation work that needs to be done to make sure that we can follow through on those commitments as well. Okay, let me end with pure politics. I know you are both out on the hustings for candidates. Virginia votes. In fact, when I go back to Virginia next week, I will go and vote for Glenn Youngkin. I want to get your assessment on that race, both of you. Governor Christie, how do you think it looks for Glenn Youngkin right now? Well, look, uh, funny you should ask you, because last night I was in Virginia at a fundraiser where we raised over $375,000 just last night for Glenn Youngkin um, in Virginia. And and I, I sat and listened to him last night. Just as importantly, I spent some time with his wife. Um, these are folks who are serious about this race. This is a jump ball race at the moment. But I'll tell you, this is a strong, serious candidate who I think um, can very well win that race in Virginia in 40 days. And so I'm glad you're coming back and voting early. Early voting has started. All our Republicans should, in Virginia should get out there who are listening and vote now. Make sure that vote gets in and gets counted. Uh, because I think Glenn Youngkin has a chance to do what Bob McDonald and I did in 2009 after Barack Obama was elected with a Democratic majority in the House and the Senate which is to turn it around and start the momentum as we did for 2010 when we took back to Congress. I believe that Glenn Youngkin can start that momentum for 2022. Secretary Pompeo, what do you think about the Commonwealth? I'm sitting in Loudoun, Virginia today. Uh, Governor Christie said it's a jump ball. That's certainly what the polling data is showing. My, my sense on the ground is that people understand the difference between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin and what it will mean to their families, the kids in their schools. And there is going to be enormous support for him. Uh, I'm doing an event for another Republican who's running along with Mr. Mayaris next week on Tuesday. And people are excited. I, I uh, want every Virginia Republican to go out and support these candidates who care about their families, care about their communities here in Virginia. And when that, when that happens, I am confident that just like Governor Christie talked about when he ran for governor in New Jersey, I think you'll see the same thing happen here in November of this year. Last question, gentlemen. If Eric Holder agreed, and maybe he'd bring President Obama with him, would you agree to a debate about redistricting? Because I think uh, the national media would cover that, and I think you two would be a formidable team to go against Eric Holder and President Obama. What do you think, Governor Christie? I'd agree to it tomorrow. Governor, uh, Secretary Pompeo? Sign me up. All right, and you know who should moderate that, of course, a lawyer who knows something about redistricting. Governor- <laughs> we'll see you there, Hugh. <laughs> we'll see you there. Absolutely. Secretary Pompeo, Governor Christie, thanks for your time. The Republican Redistricting Trust can be found at National Republican Redistricting Trust, NRRT. Thank you, gentlemen. I am, uh, I'm, I'm really glad that Ronna McDaniel has gotten out there and has decided that this is worth, I mean, that's a great development. We haven't got two better brawlers in terms of, of sticking the message. I try to get them off, try to get them talking about other stuff, and they very adroitly move it right back to redistricting and to the fact that the effort matters more. Now, they're going to be on the debate stage against each other. I was asked yesterday, what's the top tier Republican candidates? I say it's five or six people. It's five or six people. Chris Christie, Mike Pompeo are two of them. Then you've got Tom Cotton. Then you've got 
Ron DeSantis, then you've got Tim Scott, and then you've got Rick Scott. Now, I don't know if all six of those are running. I'm not sure Rick Scott's running. I think Tim Scott is, and I think the other four are. That is a top tier, because none of them have ever run before, and they never mixed it up with President Trump. So I give them a slight advantage over anyone who's got any reason to believe that some Trump people are still mad at them. That would include Senator Rubio and Senator Cruz. Nikki Haley's got some Trump people who are mad at her. Governor Noem's got some people who got some Trump people who are mad at her. And the Trump base matters a lot. It's not the whole party. It's a good 30 to 45 percent of the party. And, and the others are, are somewhere uh, mostly Trump or sometimes Trump or never Trump. And so the Trump factor is big. But those six have no problem with anybody in the party. And that's why I put them in the top tier. And they've never run against Trump before. And so even if the president runs, I think they'll get in. I do. I think both those men are running. They won't say it. They won't say it. But they're, I mean, this is just a great thing for them. They get to be the face of the Republican Party fighting Eric Holder and Barack Obama for the next year. This is a great thing for them. Now, Secretary Pompeo, full disclosure, he's co-chair of the Nixon Seminar on National Security with former Ambassador Robert O'Brien. And uh, I talk to him every month about national security stuff. And... He's staying focused on the world. And you heard you heard Harvey Mansfield, professor from Harvard on this show a week ago, Monday, talking about how serious people have looked into the abyss. Tom Cotton and and Mike Pompeo have looked into the abyss that is the world right now and then into the challenge by China to dominate everything, including election technology. We are not invulnerable. I don't think it's happened yet, but we are not invulnerable the overseas manipulation of vote systems by hackers. We have to make sure that we are. Our system is sufficiently deregulated and sufficiently localized that while it might allow for fraud on the local level, it does not allow for systemic computer hacks. Although we've had a number of bad actors test the systems. We've seen that. We know about that. But the redistricting trust, that just, I think that should aim to do one thing, where the voters of the states have enacted by initiative or uh, duly authorized law a bipartisan commission. They ought to get a bipartisan commission. In Arizona, they voted for that, and then it got stacked with Democrats. <clears throat> the independent who allegedly was the, the lead person between it turned out to just be a Democrat dressed up as an independent. And by the way, the idea that you, you know 9,000 people apply and will pick nine, it's just stupid. These are stupid commissions. They're run by people who don't know, have any idea what they're doing. They're taken over by consultants, and they're funded by the Democratic parties in those states. They ought to go back. They ought to go back to the Supreme Court, and I, you know, not up to these two to decide this, but they ought to go back and challenge the very idea of an independent commission. That is not constitutional in my view. The Constitution quite squarely puts the authority for drawing the districts in the hands of of the Supreme Court. Now, Baker v. Carr and Reynolds v. Sims, two Supreme Court cases that I teach every year when I teach con law, the court ruled quite explicitly that it's got to be one person, one vote. So the districts have to be numerically equal, whether it's a state legislative district, a state senatorial district, or a congressional district, numerically equal when you start the 10-year cycle. And we know it is unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment to allow race to be used in the drawing of lines unless there's a voting rights exception that allows for black max districts, they're called. And 
African-American politicians are beginning to figure out that's not a great use of the redistricting power to, to pack in every African-American voter into one district. They end up underrepresented, not overrepresented when they do that. They ought to just be the, the way to end racial discrimination is to end the use of race. I'm paraphrasing Chief Justice Roberts there. There ought not to be the use of race in admissions by state schools. There ought not to be the use of race in drawing of districts. There just ought not to be the use of race, period, and the awarding of penalties or the infliction, uh, infliction of penalties or the awarding of benefits, period. But so long as Eric Holder is out there trying to gig the game and rig the game, I'm glad we got Chris Christie and Mike Pompeo out there playing on the other team, making sure it doesn't happen. Good to have those gentlemen on. The full interview will be posted over at the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Generalissimo will type that up and put it over at HughHewitt.com as well. And the Indians won the trade, Governor Christie. Don't go anywhere, Americans. The Hugh Hewitt Show. That concludes today's episode of the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. Make sure you come back and check out all the other podcasts on the Salem Podcast Network. And remember to thank our sponsors, AndrewandTodd.com. If you believe in long-form interviews like I do, then do your real estate transactions with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. I've known both men for a long time. AndrewandTodd.com. Go there, answer a couple of questions. They'll tell you what's best to do with your house or call them at 888-888-1172. You'll be glad you did and you'll be glad that you listened to the next episode of The Interview. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.